concern for party labels. If we come to believe that the formula justification by grace alone through faith alone because of Christ alone is no longer adequate or foundational for the Christian message, then only spiritual pride would keep us from pursuing a common evangelistic and missionary strategy. But if that is, in fact, the teaching of Scripture, then an evangelical Protestant who obscures, denies, or fails to defend the doctrine of justification is as unfaithful to the gospel as a Roman Catholic in the same position. Rome still believes what it did on that day in 1564 when it condemned the evangelical truth and those who maintain it. This is no surprise in a body that claims its decisions to be infallible and irreformable. But when the heirs of the Protestant reformers no longer find this doctrine essential or central in defining the gospel, this is cause for deep sorrow and lament. In our day, it is common moral or political agendas, common experience or common zeal and piety that define Christian unity. Evangelical once meant one who embraces the Catholic creeds, the formal principle of sola scriptura, and the material principle of sola fide. It now seems to refer to a common spirituality, a concern for making converts, an emphasis on the experiential side of faith, and a personal relationship with Christ. Since Mormons and other cults are increasingly adopting this evangelical spirituality, those who fail to define unity in clear doctrinal terms may be at a loss when explaining to these zealous and deeply committed individuals why they cannot join the round table. Today, one can easily find theological professors at leading evangelical institutions who no longer find justification by faith alone to be true, much less necessary. In much evangelical preaching, teaching, publishing, broadcasting, and evangelism, a steady diet of self-help moralism and shallow sentimentality buries whatever formal position concerning justification one might hold. For the Reformers, it was not part of the gospel or the fine print on a piece of paper that was locked in the vault for safekeeping. It was the good news, and was to be proclaimed far and wide as the power of God unto salvation, as the most important thing for a Christian to know. In this immensely readable and relevant treatment of the great biblical announcement, R.C. Sproul has rendered the church an enormous service at a critical moment. The Reformation was not primarily concerned with the issues that evangelicals today often think of first, the papacy, superstition, and the cult of the Virgin and the Saints. First and foremost, it was a challenge to Rome's confusion over the very meaning of the gospel. How can I, a sinner, be accepted by a holy God? That was the question that sent the hearts of those who really knew themselves and their own wickedness racing. If such questions no longer disturb the conscience of the average person, including the Christian, today, it is not because God's word has changed, but because we have been seduced by our culture into asking the wrong questions. It is not the gospel that is irrelevant, but we who, in spite of our feverish activity, proudly assert ourselves as the Red Cross Knight driving back the forces of darkness. The only torch that will enlighten our dark age is the gospel, which we now consider an impediment to our very progress. With Martin Luther, Philip Melanchthon, Martin Bucher, John Calvin, the heroes of the modern missionary movement, George Whitfield, Jonathan Edwards, Charles Spurgeon, and millions of evangelical brothers and sisters around the world, R.C. Sproul points us to the atlas upon whose shoulders rests the entire Christian faith.
With precision, warmth, humility, and passion, Sproul reminds us why this good news, far from being an irrelevant historical curiosity, remains the rock of ages in the stormy harbor of contemporary Christianity. For those with ears to hear, his labors will not be lost. Michael Horton Does saving faith require a trust in the righteousness of Christ alone as the grounds of our justification? Or may a person have a different view of the gospel and still be a Christian? R.C. Sproul 1. Light in the Darkness In the old city of Geneva, Switzerland, there is a lovely park adjacent to the University of Geneva, close to the church where John Calvin preached and taught daily. The park contains a lasting memorial to the 16th-century Protestant Reformation. The central feature is a magnificent wall adorned with statues of John Calvin, John Knox, Huldrich Zwingli, Theodor Beza, and others. Chiseled into the stone are the Latin words...